Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There you go. Lads and lasses, welcome to the Gallagher Shots podcast. My name is Chris Turn here with Chris himself as well. And the Amazon doc- documentary just came out. We got a chance to watch it this morning. I think Chris has watched it four times at this uh-huh. stage. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. privy to, to pre-showings and whatnot, of course, as well. But uh, we just thought that we'd just give a, a bit of a review of the episode. Our thoughts, some things you may have missed on. I, I mean, a lot of you will be eagle-eyed anyway. But just to kind of go over the episode, what we thought of it, some of the big talking points and which ones we really picked up on and, and if we've seen anything that we didn't expect to see chris how we're doing anyway it's nice and early i i, I was in bed watching it at eight o'clock this morning i'm not quite as devoted as some people who stayed up till midnight like. yeah I'm, I'm good mate um obviously i, I had the benefit of, of being at the the premiere last week and uh, me and dick i went along to that and, and we we were gifted the first two episodes of the documentary as well and afterwards we've still got access to those first two now mm. so like you said at the start of this one um I think I'm I'm three three and a half week times through it now. Um, it? Obviously, a lot of that I didn't take a lot of it in when I was at the premiere because obviously the surroundings. Mm. I think once you're back in the comfort of your own home, obviously prepping for what yeah. we're going to do today, you take a hell of a lot more in. Um, mm. So to, I've enjoyed it so far. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think I think you know I was kind of sharing the same sentiment, and I've been keeping an eye on Twitter of what people have thought of it. Like the first couple of minutes, I'm like, okay, oh, like it's just kind of reminding you. Mm-hmm. And, and and one thing, I because I mean the first twenty minutes is really recapping what happened, uh, obviously in the first season that they came in when the takeover happened, kind of touching on Amanda and how she was there way way back uh, against Liverpool and how you know that kind of the, the love affair, if you like, started from there. Um, but I think for the first like 20 minutes, it is, it is recapping on that. And I'm kind of with everybody else. It was just quite emotional seeing like how far we've come and how far we did come. I honestly, I forgot how bad of a situation we were in. I, I for a while, I was like, bloody hell, yeah, we didn't win a game until like what December or something like that. It was really bad. Even when Eddie just first came in, I think, I think that was a, a bit of a, a daunting refresh for me, to be honest, Chris. Yeah, of course. I think it, it highlights, obviously, we, we lived through it 
but there'll be a lot of non-Newcastle United fans watching this, and it just highlights how bad we were at this point and how much we had struggled under under the previous ownership and and management, being Steve Bruce. And Steve Bruce managed to stay 10 days, I think, after the takeover, something ridiculous like that. Um, But it just, like you you mentioned, it goes right back to that Newcastle v Liverpool game back in 2017. Mm. Then four years later, five, well, four years later, yeah, Amanda Stevie finally gets hands on Newcastle United and it just she, she mentioned later on in the documentary but we'll, we'll touch on this that she's Aries and she's very self-driven that shows you right there yeah. that she never gave up on this football club and she wanted it and, and she got there in the end it's, it's a long time for her to wait I suppose but yeah of course they do get it in the end we see all that through the first 20 minutes uh, of the celebration outside of St James's you know we don't need to remind people of, of what exactly happened uh, obviously they go over how much money was spent like straight away we're talking about Bruno this big sign in yeah. January uh, but the biggest one being Kieran Trippier as well the, there's a lot of Kieran Trippier dotted in this first episode as well which I'm sure we'll go over uh, mm. on top of it but yeah it, it kind of got to that point of how well we did you know we managed to get through finished 11th and, and I think for me the episode really kicks in in about 20 minutes through so you know you've got that first little bit um where we do recap but then it starts going into the next season it feels like they maybe weren't filming until probably about january or so though because you know the first three yeah. four months of the previous season kind of just skirts by of august october december yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think you can tell that a couple of scenes are recorded obviously in hindsight realizing yeah. what's already happened and you can tell by by some of the things that they're saying you wouldn't have known this was going to happen yeah, at this exactly. point um i did like obviously in fact, no, I'm going to start on a negative, okay? Because I want to get the negative out of the way, first of all. The opening scene, this program's called <laughs> We Are Newcastle United, and the opening Riyadh. scene is Riyadh. <laughs> and <laughs> so it's Riyadh and, and showing you why they, they well, sorry, why Amanda Stavely showcased Newcastle mm. to PIF. But then, in a split second, it jumps you to uh, Yasser Al-Ramayan in St. James's Park doing the interview, which I just didn't get did we need that opening scene of saudi arabia skyline with the ramco building in the background did we need it i i i suppose like i and and i'm curious like because amazon's direction will be will be paramount on this i would imagine and is it them trying to obviously spin it as oh well it is you know saudi arabia rather Mm -hmm. than the actual club being like oh yeah like shoving that i i'm curious who who uh where the direction was from that one but yeah it was uh it was a strange the, opening it, scene. It was. Icky, icky and do you know what it is? In, in the premiere, it, I, I was sat near Decker and that opening scene, me and Decker just looked at each other and went, oh, God. Like, we're trying to get away from this. And it's yeah. opened with Saudi Arabia. We're going, oh, what's obviously been the first time watching? We're thinking, what's mm. the rest of this going to be like if this is how yeah. we're opening? I would say that it wasn't so bad after that, uh, yeah. in that sense. Um, you know, it, it didn't necessarily continue down that path. Of course, there was quite a bit of Saudi Arabia. And then when we're talking about the, the uh, warm weather training camp that they went on in December, we can get to that in a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got through the first 20 minutes and then it starts to go into the season. We kind of flicked through. Yes, okay, a lot of it was probably in that in the hindsight side of thing. Um, but I think one thing for me, and I think one of the first things to, to go on to... Um, was uh, well first of all we were just having a chat about it there before how much was Annick Castle to rent out for this board meeting is there not like a conference room we could have done this in do you know uh, what it is it, it's like it's a, a meeting where like a Bond villain would have enforced it it's like oh we're just going to rent Annick Castle I... um, it's it's going to cost a, a, a fair chunk that but obviously pennies to, to PIF what, what I find quite amusing in that scene 
Is that them just putting Newcastle scarves around the statues? <laughs> like... I hope that was Amazon. <laughs> I can just imagine Amanda going around, just wait a second, and we'll just make sure that you see her knows exactly what's going on here with all the It's just Jamie Rubin with a pocket full of scarves, isn't it? Just uh, going around wrapping it around anything you can find. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Yeah, I did notice that. Um, yeah, so maybe a little bit extra going with Annette Castle. Um, but then they start like sort of delving in, and then what the probably the main storyline of, of the entire first episode. They bloody love Anthony Gordon, don't they? I, I mean, like we, I, I mean, hindsight is, is kind of a wonderful thing in the sense of like, you know, we can discuss that he didn't necessarily have the best start of his Newcastle career, didn't necessarily hit the ground running like Dan Ashford said, but they were big on Anthony Gordon from from the get go, which is nice to see that you know they all they aren't just pulling stats and just you know Dan Ashworth's keen, but everybody's keen. The same, mm. yeah, likes him as well. Like very very heavy on Anthony Gordon from the get go, which caught me a little off guard. I, I, I was thinking, you know, means to an end, but they were talking up Anthony Gordon big time here. Yeah, I think from, from the outside in, obviously fans of the Premier League will, will know that Anthony Gordon has a lot of potential. But if you're completely blind in regards to Anthony Gordon, is it, also as well, is it Anthony? Is it Anthony? Like, <laughs> I never understand that. If there's any Anthonys or Anthonys watching or listening to this, explain what happens with the H at this yeah. point. Because over my head different different subject um but yeah very heavy on but like i said if you're looking from the outside in the way they're talking about gordon is if he is messy reborn it's they are they are bigging him up to the Mm -hmm. point where i'm thinking hang on a second yeah is he this this finished deal that everybody's talking about at the moment yeah, and they were saying like he'll hit the Dan Ashworth says he'll he'll hit the ground running, etc. And obviously, I I think you know obviously we, we all know exactly what happens in the Anthony Gordon story is that well it was kind of a nothing story in in the end like not he doesn't do a great deal you know injury as well straight yeah away, it gets injured pretty much uh, injured pretty much straight away um and, and and ultimately you know they're talking about him helping us get towards Champions League and and all respect to Anthony Gordon I think you know this upcoming season is really where we're going to see um yeah. see how he does and not to um rain on his parade pretty much immediately but he didn't really help at all <laughs> like and, yeah. and, I, and i think you know coming uh into the situation to sort of see that i think some uh because obviously it's not just gonna be newcastle fans who are watching this there's gonna be plenty of other football fans who are really interested uh and they'll probably be seeing that yeah like oh clowns like what, what were they thinking in terms of happens yeah. happens with anthony gordon um but this is kind of like if that's their whole experience around how they feel on transfers it feels like and there was a part where Yasir says you've got to leave emotion to the to the the last part of of a deal it definitely feels like there was a lot of emotion at least from amanda and and the the closer board group to get anthony gordon in they were very very sold on him during those scenes when it's very heavy on on anthony gordon amanda comes across unbelievably well in that instance you can tell that she's knocking down it and she wants to get this deal done mm-hmm. and she calls out and bluffs early on but now that our documentary is like shown now are we going to go into transfer windows now where teams will just look at and say well she's, she's just mentioned on, on that scene there that she's, she's got enough money but they just well, don't want to spend it and they're calling the bluff yeah. like is that going to work in our favour? Uh, God knows um, but a man that comes across really well. Like I said at the start, mm. she highlights the fact that she's an Aries if people believe in that sort of shade. Um, but it's she, she is very, very driven and you can see that she's taking control of that whole situation. Mm. I think there's a clip where I think it's Mary Dad that comes in and says, before you call, make sure you know what you're, you're going to say. 
and she snaps and she says, I know what I'm going to say. Yeah. And that's obviously she makes the phone call on the back of that and saying, oh, I've tried me hardest. I've tried me hardest. Um, even Eddie is, is called, uh, called his excellency, uh, our man, but it's just not happening. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it just jumps. We've signed and it. Then it's, oh, I've signed him. I. Yeah. So, just jumps. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, like outside of the actual transfer and everything like that, it does seem as if Amanda and Cole were like very, very heavily involved. In it. And I wonder if that's the case now, like, especially, you know, as time's gone on, you know, you've got Dan and you've got Darren and, how much it actually surprised me to see how much they were really involved like amanda's the one bloody calling them and we knew that that was the case before we had ashworth and before we had darren eels etc but it was surprising to see that she's still that involved at this stage when we do actually have more with all respect mm-hmm. to more football orientated people inside the club she's still very much at the forefront of these transfer goings on. I think uh, it was so, mentioned earlier yeah. on when the whole rumours of the takeover were happening that Amanda wanted the likes of a hands-on effect mm-hmm. on the club and, and she wanted to be a on seat when it comes to likes of boardrooms and, and, and negotiations and things like that. And it, yeah. that documentary is more than highlighted that she is our go-to by the looks of it with any sort of potential deal. Yeah. Which is uh, which is really interesting. I I think we kind of knew that at the start, but it's just for me to still see that in there as well. It, it's nice to see, and I think that kind of brings us on to the next point of Amanda was a huge part of this this first episode. Like, and I think she will be yeah. going on. Uh, I was almost like, this is the Amanda Stavely show in a certain sense. Not that she's trying to like steal that by any uh, stretch of the imagination, but it's very focused on her for the most part. Her and Yasir, at least, anyway. Um, I think she that's a good thing as well, mate, because she comes across yeah. unbelievably well, really like, well, really, really well. And I, yeah, and and I've met Amanda before, and and in every situation, she she always she represents herself very, very well in mm-hmm. every sort of scenario, and it's highlighted a hell of a lot in this one as well. And mm-hmm. even though I knew the sort of character she was, not to that extent, you're yeah. seeing something else behind the scenes. And I'm saying, yeah. obviously, I'm saying not in front of cameras, but obviously she is in front of cameras, but yeah. it's more of a fly on the wall sort of thing. Yeah, of course. And uh, it's interesting to see how how she is probably more the emotional one of, of you know, she's really like, she, I, I mean, even for me, like her and uh, I just FaceTime Nanthony Gordon when he's sat there in the yeah. boardroom and stuff like that. And I think that's just quite nice. Like, it, it, it feels like a very personal touch from someone. And uh, you think of like the how big this whole uh, the pif side of things is and how big you know in terms of her investment funds are and to see how involved and how in so uh, integrated she is mm-hmm. is crazy like she is like full-time newcastle united and that's it now it's that that bit you've just mentioned where the, the facetime Anthony gordon and it's very mother-esque isn't it yeah um, she's calling them saying anything you need you have our phone number give us yeah. a call and, and we're sorry we couldn't be there we should be there for you it's very motherly what she's doing there, yeah. and I, I loved it. It's imagine that on another previous ownership, it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> you wouldn't have actually been not not just going <laughs> yeah, no. It's not happening, it's not no, happening whatever whatsoever. you want from Sports Direct, but as long as it's in the sale, like, that, that would be just, about it. It just shows you that 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 community and family feel that has happened with the club in the last X amount of months. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and now we've seen behind the scenes of that firsthand, it's just shown obviously what we're already kind of knew. But we're getting evidence to support that now. Yeah, of course. And, and I think you see that extend not just obviously to the players. You see that a lot with Eddie. And I think we've we've always kind of seen that with Eddie and Amanda. You know, like mm. she's always embracing them, giving them a kiss on the cheek and stuff. Like, I want to kiss Eddie Howard at times anyway. So I don't, I don't <laughs> blame Um, But yeah, it's that very motherly kind of thing. I think you've hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, another thing I kind of wanted to talk about there, um, 
unless you want to mention anything further on Amanda, is Yasir. And there's a lot on him, of course, our chairman. He comes across really well, though, which I I never think he wouldn't. But I think, you know, people watching this from the outside, thinking of obviously the PIF Saudi Arabia, like how would he really come across if anybody's obviously uh, aware of like live golf, that kind of thing. He's very involved. He's he's the gaffer there as well. Um, He comes across really well on this. And... I don't know if people are like that or not. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I, I mean, for a Newcastle, I like it. Like to see, you know, yeah. he's 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 switched on as well. Though you can tell. Like, I mean, obviously, he's obviously going to be he's the head of the PIF. He comes across well, though, really well. He does. I think, like you, you've just said, there, as as a fan base, we we love to see that. You know, for fine well, if somebody watching this and they see how well he comes across, they're gonna switch that and say, "No, it's all put on. It's all in front of cameras." Yeah. And he, he's obviously the, the opening team. It's him. Um, doing the interview and basically to say what's your ambitions and he says like any other fan want to be number one and now I love that then the, the mention what sort of uh, of approach does he have with the football club and he's saying mm. nothing nothing I don't get involved with the daily running of the club because if it was it'd be the point where sack the manager put somebody else in Yeah, and he mentions that he's chairman of many things and that's the reason why he doesn't get involved yeah. but then later on in, in the first episode, it mentions he's the go-to guy. He signs everything yeah. off. He is that one that's signing off, and that goes back to the 80% share, which mm-hmm. PIF have in the football club. Well, that's it, isn't it? Like, he is not involved, but if you want to make a transfer, he has to He has to yeah. sign. He has to say absolute. Uh, yeah, so I, I think, you know, he, he, is, he is ultimately the gaffer, but with little involvement. But then also you hear that he really likes Anthony Gordon. I'm like, I, I don't know. Is he, does he watch Everton much? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much he was involved, but maybe he's, he's like us. And as soon as he hears of any interest, he's straight on YouTube. Couple of couple of videos Probably. here and that. Most likely. <laughs> uh, everybody will spend on those YouTube there. Uh, little montages uh yeah so to see his involvement as well i think he does come across really well um you know he is very much i and i wonder if like for his point of view this was very much a, a good opportunity for them to distance themselves from the actual saudi arabia state and the pif you know he's trying to sort of say it is very very different thing which you know i i think is a disputed point between a lot of people well, the kind of do that it's very yeah. rushed. And, and Amanda mentions that they've tried the hardest since taking over the football club to to separate, like you said, PIF from the Saudi state. And they've tried to to tackle the concerns which people have in regards to yeah. uh, human rights. Uh, they mentioned Amnesty International coming in and, and, and not being happy about the takeover. Did they address it? I don't think they did. They no, mentioned probably. addressing it. But I still think it's a grey area. And if you're thinking you're going to get anything else in this next three episodes, which are coming up, you are wrong. They are not going to mention this ever again. I mean, I don't think they would have let Amazon do this documentary if it was solely, you know, concentrating on those issues. If it wasn't just ultimately about Newcastle United, then Mm. I don't think they would have been like, oh yeah, let's do that. They didn't in in that episode, they kind of left that question up to the fans Mm -hmm. and it went to a couple of fans. It went to to Anth and it went to Peter and Pete um, Mm. in in the the strawberry. And Kane it was as well. Um, Mm. And and they mentioned, they kind of mentioned that obviously we're aware of the issues, 
politics and football need to stay separate. We can't ignore the fact of who these people are that have bought, blah, blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. It's kind of copy and paste, which, which most fans will do. Um, obviously, yeah. we've done it before when, when we've been asked to do interviews for certain media outlets where that's that question we're asking. And you can't answer it. You can't answer that as a football fan. One. I don't think it was fair to ask that of the fans during this either. Yeah. That should have been up to, to the higher yeah, level of the I football so. club. Because those fans will probably catch some flack from other fan bases, that mm. kind of thing. For if that, but I suppose you know, if you if you want to be involved, the, the, these things kind of cost in a little uh, certain respect. Um, one thing I found very actually quite funny was when they were on uh, the uh, <laughs> the one where they're training camp, and uh, Murdad's like, "Oh, there's a hundred people. Will they fit in your house? Uh, Yasia's house is massive. Everybody who who's not surprised. A <laughs> hundred people, knee bother." No it, problem it, whatsoever. It got a laugh in the premiere that um, that that scene. It got a laugh. There was two scenes that got a laugh. That was one of them. Like like you said, when the scene. Well, but there's a there's a hundred people. I mean, that's fine. We'll put a bus on. It's fine. <laughs> put them in the annex. It'll be all right. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll, we'll go on the smaller one. To be honest with you, do they want to sleep? <laughs> got enough beds. <laughs> Every single one of them. I, I can imagine um, these houses not that bad. There was that scene, and and it was an Elias scene as well where. It mentions where's the concerns when anyhow was appointed, obviously with these previous relegation mm-hmm. under Bournemouth. And he goes, Well, it, it's a perfect appointment, basically, because he knows what not to do to get relegated. Yeah. And uh, that, yeah. that was a great moment, nice little comedy moment. That I know, um, he, he does come across really well, like yeah. you know, and obviously very powerful man in his own respect, that kind of thing. But like, he does come across at least in the documentary. Yeah. Uh, as somebody who's very switched on, he's he's not as in, not that involved, but is involved. It's like, do you yeah. think he's more involved? Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What the made out? I, I wonder... I, I think he's maybe a whisperer in the ear of Amanda and, and Murdad more than actually like speaking to anybody else. I for me, I think it'll be more so of like if things aren't going right, it'll be like right. Well, what's what's going on? Mm. I think he is very much the overshadow, not overshadowing, but he is always kind of there and he will be chipping in. I would say, um, like God, like just God, always watching over, just like God. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I think you know ultimately though, I don't think it. It, he would never be saying anything about the team selection, that kind of thing. I would be very, very surprised if he gets involved in anything like yeah. other than maybe just talking to Amanda and Co about any concerns. I, I or... think it's it's a good thing as well to highlight is is when they're doing the the gold negotiations and they mm. mention financial fair play and, and the restrictions yeah. that 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 will have to 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 be concerned about and not overspending. There is a lot of people involved in those Zoom meetings, a mm. lot of people, and there's a lot of representatives from from PIF in there as well. Yeah. And you had obviously X amount of people in the Anna Castle. There was probably about ten, I would yeah. say, mm-hmm. couple of faces which I hadn't recognised. Don't know who they were. Yeah. And then obviously in the Zoom meetings, there's another ten people, which are all over the world. I, I think know. one of them was based in America. I think if I remember right. Yeah, possibly. I didn't quite catch all their names, but it's almost uh, it, what. What's nice for me seeing that is that it's not just Lee Chandling <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and there's quite a few people kind of involved. Imagine it this is. documentary before oh it's just God. Lee Chandling in a room. I'm I'm sure it'd be a lot more entertaining, but for the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine it would have been very good <laughs> for us at least. Anyway, I think everybody else would have found it absolutely hilarious. Um, 
I leech only. Well, the less we speak about the better, but it is very much <laughs> a, a big difference to what it probably Massive. used to be. Instead of Annie Castle, <laughs> and it's just Lee Chanley in a small little room with Dennis Wiseman. <laughs> Where that spoon's on the keys. Hi, Jesus. Slogan letters and that. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, look, it's nice to see all the involvement, and, you know, it is a machine now, isn't it? It's it's very mm. much, you know, we we look like, at least from this documentary, that we are being run as a proper club now. A well oiled machine, mate. A well oiled machine. I don't know if we'll maybe just put that as a clip in here, just because, you know, we'll maybe get criticized for that, Chris, but uh, we'll see. Um, I think then, of course, it transitions nicely over towards the League Cup. Um, and big story on Sean Longstaff as well. They, they really start following him at just the right time. Who would have thought it? Uh, just before he scores two goals. Was that a scene in uh, the schoolroom recorded after the, <laughs> the League Cup semi-final or before? If it was before, it was great timing. Uh, but yeah, it was nice to get a bit on a local boy as well. You know, we've had a big focus on new players coming in, but somebody who's been here since he was eight years old. Nice profile and Sean Longstaff throughout that. Yeah, it was great. Um, obviously, it, just before that, it's it's Eddie Howe talking about Sean Longstaff. And, and like you mm-hmm. said, was this recorded pre-post? And he's saying, I believe that Sean Longstaff's got goals in him. And we need to bring that yeah. uh, to the front. Bang, next goal, two goals. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me being a bit clinical, I, I, a bit sitting in this one. I think in all of these kind of thing, is not kicking off, of course, uh, is... You know, you see anything on like that, the, the Netflix side of things, if you watch the Drive to Survive, all those kind yeah. of things. And uh, as a big Formula One follower as well, you know, you see all these things and you know that, that it is all construed for a dramatic effect, isn't it? Like, let, let's, yeah, it's a let's show at the end on. of the day. It's, it's, it's a, a show. Do- yes, it's a documentary, but it's yeah. a show. It's yeah, for our entertainment. Yeah, no, Amazon are going to have to make it entertaining. They're building the suspense. They're building the storylines for it to hit in, in the right places. It's always going to be skewed in a certain kind of way mm. to suit that. Um, and which I think you know it's meant for us because, like, yeah, oh, yeah, get in Sean Long stuff, but I think yeah. other people will be like, oh, right, I but that well, is when you were watching what it's always going to be the long stuff little montage that was it, and, and it was quite a chunk of it to, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, okay. Did he get emotional at any point? Because I thought he's glossy eyed, yeah, he, he was, wasn't he? And you could tell, like, just how much that moment meant to him mm-hmm. in that semi final where he's the one that, that scores not one but both goals, he grabs himself yeah. a brace to put us through to Wembley. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I was obviously when I, the first time I watched it, I didn't really take it in. But when I've just watched it back, that's when I'm thinking, "Oh, I remember that game in St James Park. That's that's a moment that yeah. I'll never forget." And when I'm watching those scenes of him scoring those two goals and celebrating, I'm getting chills. And I'm thinking, yeah. honestly, like, what a moment for that kid. It was a great uh, moment for us, but what a yeah. moment for him. Personally, for me, I was watching it gutted because I was away in America for work when the oh, game was yeah. on. I had to give my dad the ticket. I was devastated. I <laughs> saw so I was sitting there watching. I like, bloody hell! It looked really good. <laughs> oh, it was um, great. I, Those was moments in St James Park up there were the best. Yeah, uh, don't don't rub it in. Sorry, I, mean, I know. Sorry. I was sat in a bar in Boston watching it. There'll be more. There'll be more. No, the plenty. I would like to hope. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it is a good moment, especially as a as a. A lad born up here, being here since he was eight, as I mentioned. It's nice to have that as well because I think a lot of the focus will ultimately in this one be on the big signings, on how Newcastle mm. are progressing, but progressing with players who are still from this area as well. It's nice to have that. Felt that a bit sorry polite. for Dan Byrne. Hi, I know they're talking about Sean. Dan, Dan Byrne. No, maybe like, he will a little bit later on, but I suppose the does. story was that he does good. He does. Uh, and I think the story in that instance was Sean, though, wasn't it? You know, but I mean, Dan did get one against Leicester the previous game, of mm-hmm. course, if I remember rightly. 
as well. So I, I mean, hopefully, as you said, Dan is going to get. Uh... So I'm allowed to mention this now because the embargo oh, okay, is on. gone. I'm allowed to mention it because um, the embargo is went yesterday, I believe. So I'm allowed to go. mention this. You can say what you want now. Yes. Been waiting. I'm honestly, I've been bursting to tell people <laughs> stuff like this. Um, so Dan Byrne features quite a bit in second episode of mm-hmm. Wembley. Um, there's a scene where he addresses the players before kickoff at Wembley as well. It's a nice little scene where mm-hmm. he goes to Eddie Howe and he wants to do something uh, in cards uh, to preparation for the game. Yeah. So he, he comes out and I'll not tell you what it is, but he, he comes out and does oh. it's like a speech to the lads as well. It's a really mm-hmm. nice moment. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe touch on a couple of other things that potentially in the second episode when we finish okay. talking on the first, we'll, we'll delve in and you can tease us, if you okay. like, of what's coming up next week. Um, but so we got the League Cup semi-final, all that's kind of over and done with, you know, how big of a moment that was. And it was nice to see Amanda and Murdoch go into the dressing room and like, you know, when she said what well, you're on fire and you're going to finish in the Champions League at that stage, I, I, I was like, kind of like, well, well, at that moment in time, I don't know if we were, <laughs> you know, mm. we weren't necessarily on fire. Yeah. Okay. We, we beat Southampton, but we weren't playing great at that moment in time. And just to see that from looking in, she's still there as that motherly figure, isn't she? Like trying to spurn them on that kind of thing. It's kind of the opposite of what Eddie Howe's like in a certain sense, at, at least from what we see. Eddie's always like, oh, you know, reserved, you know, you're not in, in it's not done till it's done. He's kind of like that at the beginning of the episode of like, oh, well, the hard work starts now and all this, you know, whereas Amanda's just like, yes, you can do it. You're going to do it. And it's kind of <laughs> a completely different kind of character, isn't it? Uh, between those two. But it's a nice dynamic, I think. I think it works nicely. It's a nice little cocktail that we've got here. Yeah. Uh, likes of, of Eddie Howe being very serious, very straight, one game at a time. Then, like you've said, the emotions of Amanda behind the scenes saying, we are literally the best club in the world. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anthony Gordon, welcome to the best club in football. That's what she says. <laughs> um, it's honestly, no, no. I know we mentioned it, it kind of does turn into a Amanda show, but that's a good thing. It's yeah. honestly, I can't hide how well she does in that first episode. Yep. Unbelievably well. Comes across really, really well. So then we get the League Cup side of things out the way. And then we have a little bit of a, a, a touch on Kieran Trippier as well. Um, you know, going into his home and, and speaking to his wife as well and how, you know, they she was not comfortable in Madrid and it kind of just made sense for him. Obviously, we know the Kieran Trippier story. He, he is the most important sign of the last 10 years for Newcastle United for me, so like so. in terms of... And I would love to see him get a little bit more, actually. Because for me, you know, it is... A lot of this is about Kieran Trippier and him coming in and turning things around because like they kind of skewed it that way in the documentary of oh we still haven't won even when Eddie Howe came in in that uh, mm. season where we nearly got relegated when Kieran Trippier came in and then that was the uptick in like the sort yeah. of when at least when they started showing it but it was that the case as well of course for us when Trippier came in that is when things did start to turn around for us so nice that he got his own little feature. I like the, the the interview with his wife Charlotte, and she mentioned yeah. that, like you've said, how much she struggles uh, when when they were in Spain in Madrid. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, we'll flash forward to now with the arrival uh, of Tanali. We saw the clip of Trippier going in to, to yeah. see the likes of Tanali and and his reps and and his partner, and saying, "If you need anything, I know how much my partner struggled when we were in a foreign mm-hmm. country. So if you need anything, come and see me, and I'll help you out as best as I can." Yeah, it was a nice little flashback to that moment to see what they went through. Then obviously mm-hmm. Trippy, I realize I can take this experience and use that for the better as well. Yeah, with with likes arrival to Nali. So I, I love that a little bit. 
Exactly. And then obviously we were in uh, Kieran Trippier's home going over all the sort of stuff and like the questions he was asked, it was all about the money, et cetera, et cetera. But obviously we knew that that wasn't, uh, wasn't the case. It was so, a yeah. good sham, like how the way you know, like Kieran uh, Trippier has had a successful career. He has had a successful career, <laughs> but then they just highlight <laughs> all these run-out medals. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, bless him, man. <laughs> no more of that. You already got another one. You'll get another one in the second episode, which is uh, unfortunately, Spoiler. I know, yeah. To, to come in and completely ruin my day. And the second one's not going to be as fun, I don't think. Um, <laughs> any more pointers you want to kind of like stand on to here in terms of what we really did see in this one? Anything that anybody might have missed that was really important? Um, I don't think... There's, there's, so that first episode is more as basically setting the scene for everything. I, I think what we heard before the, the documentary aired anyway is that mm. it was a the direction that Amazon went and changed a few times. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw that in that first episode because we fire through August, September, October, November. we we'll fire mm-hmm. through them. We don't really focus on any game apart from the Liverpool game, yep. which obviously you see a couple of highlights from it. I think that's the first game where we'll really see in-depth highlights. The rest of them are just a couple of goals here and there. Yeah. Um, I, I think I would like to have seen more behind the scenes from the player's point of view uh-huh. and likes of dressing room and changing room yeah. sort of things with Eddie Howe. I don't think we'll get access to that. I think from what I've heard, that's what Amazon wanted to do to start with. Yeah. Then that quickly got changed because apparently Eddie Howe didn't like the cameras being there, which I completely get. Yeah. Eddie Howe's 100% that character. That's not going to allow that to happen. Yeah. Ultimately, I'd then, rather the team be more successful then we'll have a good documentary. Exactly so that. that. Like, yeah. Then obviously, that's when you see things pan in the direction of, of behind the scenes, that Annie mm-hmm. Castle thing mm-hmm. and that Anthony Gordon scenario. Then you see clips as well of, of, of fans and, and fans' emotions, I think. And I think, well, I know what happens in the second one, but I think each episode from now on will be different way it'll focus on a subject not yeah. necessarily the season as a whole it'll focus on something and move on so whether yeah. or not the third episode it'll be fan based commercial based whatever that may be i think that's probably what we'll yeah. see rather than a timeline yeah so it's not necessarily going to like and again and i kind of want to go back to this one because it's one that i'm very familiar with with uh, drive to that kind of does that it focuses on stories rather yeah. than the timeline of a season so it's not your stereotypical all or nothing series where it'll follow you throughout the season Mm -hmm. like you said it's more like drive to survive where it just picks scenarios and focuses on that one at a time yeah which i'm fine with i think it's easier for Mm -hmm. uh, you know for us at least anyway you know we we can we don't need to have that timeline of a season so to speak it'd be nice i i agree with you it'd be nice to have seen some of that first six months like it would have been meant to see some bits from like the city game or something like that, which is probably one of the best games mm. of the season last season, uh, completely. Uh, seeing bits from like you know some of our struggles, I would have actually wouldn't have minded to see a bit more of the Liverpool highlights because if I remember rightly, we actually were probably the better team in that one, and that was yeah, we've done really well, point. yeah, yeah we, we we've were done actually really well. right. Um, so I think you know, uh, highlighting the Nick Pope thing, I would have loved to have seen something in. After in the dressing room of what was going on Nick Pope said after that, that would have been mint. But also, I don't, as you said, Eddie Howe's probably not going to let people see Nick Pope yeah, public or something like that. Yeah. I'm pretty confident. And if you don't mind, just jumping to the second episode a bit. I yeah, don't right. think we'll get any sort of interview with Nick, Nick Pope about yeah. that scenario. I'm pretty confident you don't. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if we do, if we do it very, very brief. Yeah. They don't highlight it very much. 
in in relation to how much mm. that affected the prep going into Wembley. Yeah, and that would have been really interesting, I think, actually, as well, wouldn't it? Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, that, that was the biggest storyline for mm, us heading huge. into it. Because it was like, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but standing there at Wembley, I was just like, please don't have a bad don't, like, I'm, uh, I'm pretty confident, don't mention the fact that the Bravga was cup-tied, so we couldn't use him. Yeah. Then, obviously, we've got a choice between uh, Gillespie, who is, what, third, fourth choice keeper at this point. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Carius, who hasn't played a professional game in X amount of years. It doesn't, doesn't touch that whatsoever. Yeah, it would have been nice for them to delve into that because for Newcastle mm-hmm. fans, that was the biggest story full stop. And uh, even somebody f- from the outside in, looking at that scenario, going into mm-hmm. that game with that such an impact, it would have been great for them to, to know of that, yeah. but it just, just I'm sure it doesn't get mentioned. Yeah, and I wonder if that is because of what you say about Eddie Howe not Eddie, wanting yeah. you know, too much involvement and that kind of thing, not wanting the cameras there at crucial moments, doesn't mm-hmm. want to kind of portray that too much. So maybe yeah. maybe that's that's as to why, but that would have been a nice little storyline to delve into. Mm. Um. So second episode, other than mm-hmm. what you've mentioned, what, okay. what have we got coming? What have we got to be excited about? Without giving any spoilers away, so the second episode, a lot of it is Wembley-based, obviously, because the way it's left, that's... So it's going to be a painful yeah. one, right? Okay, hi. Um, it's not too bad. It's, it focuses a lot on the fans travelling to Wembley. Yeah. Um, and jumps a couple of times the scenes at Trafalgar Square, like, and things like that. Just things that we've already seen, really. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, obviously, you've got that Dan Byrne thing. And... The second episode, it focuses a lot on two things. One of them is Bruno. Bruno's got a huge part in the next episode where we're seeing the things with Longstaff on this one and Trippy mm-hmm. on this one. You get that from Bruno on the next one. The, we've already seen the quotes about the Kinder Egg story on yeah. social media. That's where they've picked it up from, episode two. Okay. That's obviously why it was released yesterday because that's when the embargo lifted. Yeah. So there's a lot about that and, and how he loves Kinder Egg chocolate randomly. Um. Bruno's dad features quite a bit in it as well. Oh, good. How, well, how he Bruno's dad. A, a local celebrity um, and mm. how he loves it. Then it follows Bruno going to the Football Writers Award where he picked up Northeast Player of the Year. A uh, bit of story behind that. But then a lot of it is commercial. So it talks about getting the right sponsor. So yep. it goes into the likes of Seller and how it was between a few different companies. So it focuses a lot on sponsorship and why sponsorship is so important after the lack of investment that we've had over the last X amount of years. Yeah. So and that'll be interesting. Really. Yeah. So that, that'll be interesting from uh, how it, it's been really interesting for how a club is run, or at least from our perspective, mm. at least how Newcastle United is run uh, very heavy with, uh, you know, the owners in there. We're going to get to see, as you mentioned, some things around the commercial side of things. So that'll be interesting as well. Maybe just a bit of a different spin. As you said, it's the, it's the mm. stories. It, it definitely feels like it's more of a drive to survive kind of thing. Yeah. You're picking up on little bits that people don't get to see too much, but not so much about the dressing room and about the team. It's about the, the club and, and how these things are run. But no, I, I think, you know, Overall, for me, I really enjoyed that first episode. You know, I, I was kind of there with the, with a lot of the people I'm seeing on Twitter, sort of saying, you know, goosebumps. I wasn't quite crying. A couple of people said the, the a couple of tears at the beginning of the episode, but it was so like nice to just kind of relive that moment. And uh, overall, I, I, I would say it was a, a really good first episode. It, it was done well. It, it was. It was done and, and produced very well. Um, mm. like, like we said, I'm not sure if I would have liked the, the whole timeline more. I probably would have because I, I loved all or nothing series. Yeah. But I just know at this moment in time, the club are not going to allow that sort of access for, for a full season because that can derail that season. And it was such an important year for us the last two yeah. years. Um, but uh, if the first and, and second episode are 
apparently apparently the third and fourth are even better. Those are the best two episodes, mm-hmm. third and fourth, because I think obviously it'll be heavily on Champions League football. Yeah. But honestly, produced really well. Um and gave us a little glimpse of, of I wouldn't say things we didn't know, but it just showcases them more and, and we're seeing the evidence now of how well this football club is is ran behind the scenes and will continue to be so that's what I took from it. Yeah, exactly. Well, first good episode anyway. Hope everybody at home obviously enjoyed it as well. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Is there anything that we've missed or anything specific that you guys wanted to talk about? Leave it in the comments below on YouTube, of course. Uh, and, and let us know what you thought of it. And we'll we'll try and discuss if if you want us to discuss anything particular next week. I, Chris, I think we'll come back next week. I don't know if you're busy we'll on that, that next Friday. We'll come back next week. We'll talk about the second episode because you've already seen that you'll already have 15 pages of notes on it as well. So we'll we'll, we'll be yeah, good. I never go. do notes and look at this. I've got, I've got I, yeah, pages. We could probably notes. do the second episode already at this stage. You you've already got it locked <laughs> in. Uh but no, I really enjoyed the first episode. Looking forward to the second one. And uh yeah, just finally uh, if you guys want to subscribe to the channel, click the subscribe button below. Let me come a member as well chris i'll let you do that spiel you can do um so you do uh, get early access to likes of videos if you do become a member it is just 2.99 a month starts from 2.99 a month like i said you get early access to videos you get extra videos and you do get access to that most important telegram group as well which is just a community full of newcastle united fans it's absolutely buzzing in there at the minute mint excellent well cheers chris for talking through it i hope everybody at home enjoyed the episode we'll see you for episode number two next week see you then Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.